When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. It is officially the biggest disaster in sports history. It is. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Canty, what a mess last night. It finally came to a close in Brooklyn as the Nets trade off Kevin Durant, and it just gets worse and worse in Brooklyn after what's happened over the last few years. What an epic failure it was. Yeah, Carlin, but the first step in fixing the problem is admitting that you have a problem. It didn't sound like the Brooklyn Nets were going to do that early in the week. We know they traded off Kyrie Irving to get Dorian Finney-Smith and others players that they thought would fit alongside KD and try to convince KD that the organization would be able to put the requisite talent around him to compete for a championship but they ultimately came to the conclusion that they couldn't do enough, Carlin, and they made the only decision that they could. Well, let's get right to it. As you would imagine, we've got plenty of Super Bowl to get to, but the story of the day is a pretty big one. Here we go! go, go. Only one place to start. Nets and Suns pulling off a deal, and it's a big one. This is quite the haul. If you were going to move Kevin Durant, you got back plenty to start fresh. This is a team in the desert going to have some immediate championship aspirations. And I understand why they would, because you have got a, a great, great team that is assembled in Denver or in, uh, in Phoenix on paper right now, Canty, with mm. Kevin Durant joining Devin Booker and Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton. But we look back at what's happened in Brooklyn over the last few years. They worked for four and five years to clear the cap space to develop the players and the assets and the draft picks to trade them all away so that they could get Kevin Durant and put him together with Kyrie Irving and eventually James Harden. And those big three played 16 games together. What an abject nightmare in NBA standards, in professional sports standards in Brooklyn. Yeah, Carlin, I'm having a hard time thinking about teams that flopped with such high expectations. Like, we we couldn't even just confine it to the basketball realm. I mean, we went through football, basketball, baseball, just trying to find teams that made these huge offseason moves once upon a time and had championship aspirations and came so far short fell so far short of being able to achieve that. Think about that. They put this big three together with KD, Kyrie, and James Harden, Carlin. They only played 16 games together, and the Nets got a grand total of one playoff series win in the four years that KD and Kyrie have been a part of the franchise. That is wild to me. But this is the only thing that the Brooklyn Nets could do in order to function forward. They had to move on from KD. Once they traded Kyrie Irving, we knew that it was going to be a heavy lift in order to put enough talent on this team in order to convince Kevin Durant that they were headed in the right direction, that they would be able to close the gap uh, with teams like Boston and Philadelphia and Milwaukee. And 
Carlin, after making the phone calls, after the Kyrie Irving trade, I think that Josiah and Sean Marks came to the realization that they weren't going to be able to land a player to come alongside Kevin Durant that would make KD feel like this team could contend for a championship over the next three years while he's still under contract. You know, it's funny. It went from we have told teams that we are not trading Kevin Durant. We have told Kevin Durant that we are not trading Kevin Durant to 24 hours later trading Kevin Durant. Yeah, <laughs> it it's wild. It's wild. Long. It's wild. But here's the thing, man. Like, I think this is a situation where it's a win-win for both teams. Yeah. Uh, if well, they're Phoenix, I understand exactly why they did it. But looking at the Brooklyn side of it, they had no other choice, Carlin. No, they didn't have a choice. And, and it's a win from the standpoint of you got everything that you possibly could in return for Durant. You got four unprotected first-round picks. You hope that it turns into the abject disaster that you had in Brooklyn because, as you pointed out earlier, Earlier today, the biggest winner today may not be anybody but the Houston Rockets. It's the Houston Rockets, yeah, it's the Rockets. The Rockets are the big winners because they own the Brooklyn Nets picks in 2024 and 2026, those first rounders, and they got a pick swap in 2025. So, like, like it's going to take Brooklyn some time to get off of the bat, and while that's happening, the Houston Rockets are going to get some damn good draft picks. But you did the next best thing if you're Brooklyn. Admit that this is not going to work out and pivot from – trying to be a championship contender to going into a rebuild. And this has always been an organization that's been good at drafting and developing. Remember, they got Karis LeVert, developed him. Jared Allen is an all-star now. I mean, you just go down. They turned D'Angelo Russell into an all-star with good coaching. So, I mean, they, they found a way to be able to, to draft and develop players um, and then bring on guys that were seemingly reclamation projects and make the most of it. Not to mention, Carlin, uh, Cam Johnson and Mikel Bridges, they're not throw-ins in this trade. Those are damn good young players that have fringe all-star potential. So I think you feel good about the prospects of what they can develop into now that they're going to get significantly more minutes and there's not going to be the pressure of playing on a title contender. So we'll see what happens with those two players. But, I mean, I like the trade for Brooklyn. I think they did very well considering that Kevin Durant – is a 34-year-old superstar that's missed time in each of the last three seasons. Well, we're not the only ones who feel like this is the biggest disaster that we've seen as far as epic failures in the NBA. Tim Legler, ESPN NBA analyst on Get Up This Morning, agreed. We're talking about something that's going to go down. I think it's not just maybe the, the greatest underachievement in the history of the NBA. This is one of the greatest underachievements in the history of team sports. Because when they put these three guys together, that should have been guaranteed titles. I think it was the greatest collection of offensive talent ever assembled at the top of one roster when all three guys were there. And the reason that I felt that way about the Nets last week which is I think this was the best stretch Kyrie Irving had as a net. He looked bought in. He looked engaged. The Nets had run off at one point 18 out of 20 when Durant was still playing. So you're thinking, well, get him back, and they're going to be right there in the mix with those top three in the East. The one thing, though, that you, they overestimated was guys' willingness to buy in for the long haul and be committed to be in the foxhole together no matter what. And they, they made a huge overestimation there. Well, the only, way, the only place where guys committed were to the contracts, but as we've seen in the NBA for the last 15 or 20 years, you can sign the contract, but if you're not happy, you can force your way out of it. And that's uh, ultimately what happened here in a couple of these instances. And I owe a huge apology to James Harden because he had foresight. And he didn't screw around. I'll take the hit, he thought, as uh, he was trying to get out and go to Philadelphia. I'll take the hit for being the bad guy. But this is a bad situation. And it was clear from the get-go. And Kenty, 
I'm going. I called to- it first of all. I called it too. So you owe me an apology as well. All right. I'm I said I said that James Harden did the smart thing when he got traded last year. All right. I, I need an apology. You're from right. You, you have an thank apology. You, uh, you were 100 percent right on this because he looks like the sane mind in this group, and boy, that's saying something. But Canty, I'm going back and forth on where the ultimate blame lies here. Is mm. it with Kevin Durant or is it with Joe Sy? Do you blame the kid? that drives the car into an embutment for getting in an accident? Or do you blame the guy who gave him the keys? I tend to blame the guy who gave him the keys. And that's Joe Sy and ultimately all of this. Durant tried to assemble it. Here's what we have learned. Kevin Durant is not LeBron James. <laughs> he's just not. He's not an alpha. He's not that kind of leader. He is a guy that just wants to go out not be bothered or criticized by anybody and play basketball and do some what he believes are inventive things when it comes to the media, when it turns out they're really not all that inventive. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I will say this. You asked me who deserves to blame, Joe Sy or Kevin Durant. The answer to that question is yes. Yeah. Both of them deserve blame in this, but I focus on the superstar because – they're the guys that, that essentially dictate how the franchise is going to operate. When Sean Marks signed both of those players in free agency back in 2019, I believe it was, like it was a situation where he turned over the keys to the franchise because that was the only way he could convince Katie and Kai to come to Brooklyn, Carlin. Remember, like they, they had their pick of wherever they wanted to go, and teams were clearing cap space left and right. Even the New York Knicks had cleared cap space for two max salary players that summer. But those guys chose to come to Brooklyn in part because they were going to be able to dictate to the franchise the moves that were going to be made, including moving on from Kenny Atkinson sooner rather than later, installing Steve Nash as the head coach, even though he had no head coaching experience in the NBA, and signing uh, your your boy DeAndre Jordan to a ridiculous contract. (laughs) Like All of those things were because of what KD and Kai wanted. And, And so I put it on the star player, and specifically in this situation, Kevin Durant, because he's the best player of the two. Like, KD has to uh, absorb a lot of the blame in this situation, Carlin, because he's the one that left a better basketball situation in Golden State to, to do his own thing in Brooklyn. And this massive failure, he has to wear this. He is the face of this. No one else. When it comes to the shortcomings of the Brooklyn Nets over the last four years, Kevin Durant is the face of that failure. There's no question about it. Now, as for the comparisons with LeBron, we can go ahead and stop them right now, Carlin. And when we start discussing the super teams and the success rate of super teams, I'll say this, man. If it's not LeBron James as a part of the super team, these store-bought super teams don't work. They just don't. No. They just, they just don't. Like, LeBron James, okay, he makes everything work, but we acknowledge that he's an outlier. If you're talking about a store-bought super team where you cobble together free agents that are all-star caliber players, they just don't work. Well, look at the ones that, that have worked, the ones that have been built up from the ground up, teams like the, the Golden State Warriors. I mean, yeah. and, and are they an outlier? Listen, nobody gets those level of players where they did uh, in the draft. You don't get the Draymond Greens in the second round very often, okay? No. They were very fortunate. But at the same time, these are players who were all playing, who all grew up together, so to speak, on that team. They were drafted by yes. the team. They and were developed, developed by the yep. franchise Absolutely. that allowed them to put a culture, a foundation in place. 
and this these organizations went out and added these other pieces that that complement what the guys that are core foundational pieces already bring to the and table. And when I say he's not LeBron, Durant, like this is what Durant tried to do in Brooklyn versus what LeBron did in Miami. And LeBron also did it with the right guys. Yeah. You already had yeah. Wade there, right? Yeah, but I mean, you, you added know what he Chris, was about. Added Wade already Chris had Bosch. a championship You added for Chris Bosh and you added yeah. LeBron James and you added some other pieces there. That was a super team that worked. But again, it's LeBron James. But why did that he's, work? Because some of the place, pieces were, uh, one of the big pieces was already in place. Well, and I, don't even know if I don't even know if it's that much. I, I don't even know if it's all of that, Carlin. I think it's the player leadership from LeBron James and it's, the leadership from the coaching staff with Eric Spolstra, and it's the leadership with your boy Pat Riley in the front office. That's yeah, why I, that works. It's all those things. I agree. It's, it's, lead, it's leadership, uh, more so than anything else. You can't slap together stars and expect that it's definitively going to work, especially when those stars are mercurial at best. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. One place to start was brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Up next, we tackle all the aspects of this trade with one of our NBA insiders next, including where now does this leave LeBron in the ranks of the Western Conference. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We'll also hear from you and get your thoughts. Can a super team actually be built? Has this proven that it can't? Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com greenie today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, 
H-E-L-P.com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Nets and Suns pulling off a deal. Suns acquiring Kevin Durant from the Brooklyn Nets. If you're the Nets, frankly, I, I don't see how you don't look at this situation as anything other than a failure. It will always be remembered with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden as the team that never was. Finally, the Brooklyn Nets, that great experiment, it is finally over. And this is an organization that is ready to hit the reset button. That experiment ends up with the Barclays Center in flames. It's Canty and Carlin in for Grinny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. In just 30 seconds, we visit with ESPN NBA writer Tim Bontemps, who has certainly been around the Nets organization quite a bit in the NBA. We'll go through all of the fallout from KD getting traded out west to Phoenix. But first, the big game is almost here, and for two remaining teams, new talent has had a major impact. If you're a business owner, adding fresh talent to your team can boost the success of your business too. What's the best way to find fresh talent? ZipRecruiter. Their matching technology hustles to find the most qualified people for your job, and you can invite the top ones to apply. Pile on the talent with ZipRecruiter. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny. Tim Bontemps joins us in studio right now to discuss all of it. Tim, first of all, let's just begin with the big picture of the last few years in Brooklyn and how this has just been a complete and utter disaster. Give us the overall view of what has transpired here and now on the other side of it, what it looks like. Chris, you want to talk about the Nets? Really? That's what you want to do? It might be the last time we do for a few years. <laughs> First of all, fellas, good to catch up with you as always. And, uh, yeah, look, I mean, you know, the the Nets are are probably the definition of, of a what-if team, right? I mean, for, for years I've been hearing about, well, what if the Nets do this or what if the Nets do that or what if the Nets were healthy or what if the Nets, you know, all, all this stuff. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just a bunch of hypotheticals, and that's really what they're going to be remembered for, right? Mm. A hypothetical team. I mean, that that's ultimately what they were. I mean, the most incredible stat about this Nets team is James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving played together for 16 games. <laughs> you know, like for all the noise and all the talk and all the energy that's been expanded, uh, expended on that group of players playing together, that big three, they played 16 games. Uh, I think that, in a nutshell, sums up what the Nets have been, just the ultimate hypothetical what-if team. Tim, this has been a historic failure, and Carlin and I have spent all morning trying to figure out who ends up being the face of it. Is it Joe Sy? Is it Sean Marks, KD, Kyrie? From your perspective, who ends up being the face of this failed super team over the last four years? I mean, that's a good question. I'm not sure it ultimately matters, right? I mean, I think it's sort of just going to be everybody's well, Tim, co- we have to blame somebody. No, I know. Well, I mean, I think <laughs> yeah. it's, I think the blame could go around to everybody, right? I mean, okay. you know, I mean, certainly, I mean, the faces of it are probably going to be the players because people recognize, I mean, people aren't going to recognize Sean Marks. They're going to recognize Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant and James Harden. But, you know, look, I mean, you got Kyrie you know, the last couple of days putting the Nets on blast for all sorts of things after they spent years, you know, defending his every move seemingly and allowing him to, you know, do, you know, kind of 
Yeah, carte blanche. They, yeah, they, basically they gave, gave him, him the that's keys a perfect way to put it. I'm on like yeah. 90 minutes of sleep, so you said it better than me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, they, they gave him carte blanche, right? And this is how you responded, how you repaid him. So, I mean, they certainly um, haven't covered themselves in glory in the way this has played out. And, and yeah, I mean, it's just it's just a lot of what ifs and, and not a lot of actuality. And, you know, I, I just think that ultimately is what we're going to remember him for. Blame or not, it's just going to be a lot of, well, the Nets could have, should have, would have been a lot of things. What they weren't is what a lot of people thought they were going to be, which is a, a championship-level team. Tim Bontemps joining us, ESPN NBA writer, uh, with Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, in for Greeny today. All right, Tim, the Suns now. Uh, Matt Ishbia walks in the door, uh, <laughs> basically picks up the phone. What do we have to do to make this happen? It happens. Uh, this is a way to announce your presence for sure. Sure is. How do you look at the Phoenix Suns right now? I mean, again, I mean, you said it, right? I mean, the, the Nets the, the Nets didn't waste any time calling the, the new guy sitting down at the table. I mean, has his, you know, Matt Ishby has an introductory press conference yesterday, and by the end of the day, he's pulling off one of the biggest trades in NBA history, frankly, when you look at the price that they paid to get Kevin Durant. I mean, go back to last summer. You saw Mark Laurie and Alex Rodriguez take over the Timberwolves. What do they do? They go and trade a ton of picks to get Rudy Gobert, right? I mean, a lot of times when you see new ownership come in for a team, you see a lot of things happen with those franchises. It just doesn't typically happen in the 48 hours before the trade deadline, right? So you have certainly a compressed timeline here. And the Suns, look, again, we just talked about a a hypothetical team. The Phoenix Suns have a ton of talent with Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, DeAndre Ayton. Certainly look at them as a team that could get out of the Western Conference and contend for a championship. At the same time, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and Kevin Durant have all missed a ton of time with injuries, right? So, you know, I know people are quick to say, well, are the Suns the favorite to win the title? Are they the favorite to win the West? Let's see if this team can stay together and healthy for an extended period of time because that, you know, obviously you could say that about any team, but for this Suns team, it's a real huge question given the amount of muscle injuries those three guys have had. I don't think it's a sure thing at all that they're going to be able to stay on the court for the next four months. Yeah, and with that being said, Tim, I mean, just how long do the Phoenix Suns have to cash in on this move that they made? How big is the window for this team with aging stars like Kevin Durant, who's 34, and Chris Paul, who's in his mid-30s? I mean, I think realistically, Kenny, you got to look at this as a a two-year window, right? This playoffs and next year's playoffs. I mean, could it last longer than that? Sure, it could. Devin Booker is entering his prime. He's a stud. Kevin Durant certainly, I mean, you look at LeBron James, the way he's playing at 38, you know, Kevin Durant certainly has the ability, I think, to age really well, right? So certainly you could look at him as a guy who's still a terrific player three or four years from now. But I think if you're looking at the realistic, wide-open, championship-level window, I think this is a trade you make for 2023 and 2024, mm-hmm. and then you see what happens after that. Tim Bontemps, ESPN NBA writer, joining us. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny. Tune in. NBA action tonight. LeBron and the Lakers hosting the Bucks, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 9.30 p.m. Eastern on select ESPN radio stations. And let's talk about the Lakers and the Western Conference now and the way that it looks as we're four and a half hours away from the deadline. Boy, the entire dynamic of it changed pretty drastically within 24 hours. So, Tim... How are teams in the West going to look at this over the next four and a half hours? I think I think uh, that is the most important question to me uh, of the rest of this day. How do the Western Conference contenders react to the Suns making this move? I mean, I've been saying all year, the Western Conference is as wide open as I've ever seen a conference in the NBA in recent memory, if not my lifetime, right? I mean, you could pick out one of several teams 
that could win the West. And frankly, I still think that's the case even after this trade. Again, in large part because of the injury concerns that I have about the Sun Stars and the fact that, let's be honest, they don't have very much depth now, right? I mean, they don't have a lot of defensive players. So certainly they have a ton of high-end talent. They're going to be one of the favorites to get out of the West, but I don't think they're an ironclad lock to win the conference. So what does Denver do, right? They've been the, the best team in the West all season. How do they try to upgrade with possible three-time MVP Nikola Jokic on their roster? What does Memphis do? They have a ton of young players, draft capital. You know, do they make a move to try to solidify their position? What does Golden State do? I mean, certainly, you know, there's potential. Maybe they do something with James Wiseman. You know, their bench has been terrible all year. They now have Steph Curry out for a while. Do they have to try to fortify their roster just to make sure they stay in the playoff mix while Steph's out for the next month? You know, what is what do the Clippers do? They're obviously always aggressive. Um, they've been looking around at a lot of options over the past several weeks. I think they're going to get better between now and 3 p.m. What do they do? And then, you know, the Dallas Mavericks, we haven't even talked about them. They obviously made a pretty interesting trade a couple of days ago to get Kyrie Irving. Um, but they're another team that is clearly not a complete roster with a lot of defensive issues like Phoenix after that Kyrie trade. What do they do between now and 3 p.m.? And I'm sure they're going to try to be aggressive. So to me, that's the thing. I'm most interested in between now and the deadline. What do these other West contenders do to try to, you know, have their counterpunch to this huge swing that the Suns made? I think that's going to tell a lot about what the league looks like over the next couple months. Tim, let's talk about my Lakers and what seems like an <laughs> under the radar move in the shadow of what just happened we can't, with Kevin the Durant. Lakers are never the under Phoenix the radar, Sun. man. You know that. <laughs> no, but it feels like that though. I mean, I'm just saying with the move that they made, getting mm-hmm. D'Lo, Jared Vanderbilt, and Malik Beasley. I, I, I mean, what? What's the upside of this team now in the Western Conference as constituted? I don't honestly, man. I'm not sure. I mean, I think I think that certainly gives them a better chance. Damn, Tim, of getting, that's not what I wanted to hear. Well, I, I know, man. But look, I mean, I'm not sure. Uh, look, I I mean, look, they traded. They tra- I mean, they got better, but you know, they you saw in that game on Tuesday night, right? They're playing the Oklahoma City Thunder. Obviously, LeBron was incandescent in that game, sets the all-time scoring record, was terrific. The Lakers just don't have a lot of talent, right? And obviously, D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt are all upgrades on their current roster. But I'm still not sure they're materially better than a team like Oklahoma City, who they're fighting with for a play-in tournament spot. You know, Minnesota got better in that trade, getting Mike Conley. I think he's going to help them a ton. Rudy Gobert was thrilled about that acquisition. I think that will help Rudy a lot. You know, Golden State, I think, is still probably better. Phoenix got better. You know, Dallas has added Kyrie Irving. The Clippers are still good. Like, you've still got Dallas and Memphis. You know, I mean, there's just a lot of, there's a lot of teams that were already ahead of them. So, I think it certainly helps their chances. It gives them some more depth. It gives them some more shooting. As you know, Kenny, right? What have we, you know, the, the, the number one criticism of this Laker team all year has been they shoot. don't have enough shooting around LeBron James. Now you can roll out there with Malik Beasley, who's a volume shooter, D'Angelo Russell, who's a volume shooter, with AD and LeBron, and that at least gives you some more spacing for those guys to operate, which certainly is going to help. But again, you know, Anthony Davis, is he going to be able to stay on the court? You know, I thought it was also noteworthy. LeBron gets that record the other night, and then he couldn't finish the game seemingly because he had an issue with that foot that's been bothering him, right? So is he going to be able to keep playing at the level he's at? Like, it's just there's a big load that are on those two guys. And while these guys are going to help, there's a lot of competition to get into those playing tournament spots. And it's just going to be hard, I think, for them to do it. Tim, get a nap or, you know. No, 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 no. Go no, ride the not, Red Bull. No, no, no. There's, I'm, I got a very large coffee here. Okay. And 
uh, I'll be there. Will be time to sleep later tonight. We got four hours and twenty seven minutes to go, so I'll be cranking until then for sure. Well, listen. Sometimes you got to ride the bull. So if you need the Red <laughs> Bull, you go. You get it. Thanks, bud. Anytime, guys. Thanks for having me. Tim Bontemps, ESPN NBA writer, giving us great insight into everything that happened last night with the move of the Phoenix Suns to get Kevin Durant from the Nets for Michael Bridges, uh, also picking up Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, and four first-round picks. Looking to hire talent for your team, ZipRecruiter is the MVP of finding great candidates. It's matching technology hustles to find qualified people for your job. Pile on the talent and try ZipRecruiter for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. Canty, Tim touched on it. We have to talk about this aspect of it. We all look at a trade like this and we say, wow, look at what Phoenix has just done. Mm Mm-hmm. Tim, I thought, put it in a brilliant way. When you are at the poker table and you sit down and you don't spot the sucker within 20 minutes, you're the sucker. The Nets think Are you that, Matt Damon from Rounders? Exactly. <laughs> the, the Nets think they spotted the sucker with Matt Ishbia. And I'm not saying that Kevin Durant isn't an amazing player. He is. But the Nets got out from under this thing, and now they're going to be hopefully moving in the right direction with the assets that they've gotten, but they're going to go through some pain. They know that. This is not a lock here that Phoenix is going to get out of the West because I don't know how much Kevin Durant is going to play. He's beyond frail when it comes to the last couple of years, and we certainly cannot rely on Chris Paul to be playing a ton of basketball at age 37. Yeah, but the last me and his money. Yeah, but the last <laughs> couple of years, Kevin Durant has been fine once we got to the playoffs, right? And the team has just come up short. So that's I, I'm not as concerned about Kevin Durant being healthy in the playoffs as I am Chris Paul being healthy in the playoffs. And therein lies the rub when it comes to this Phoenix Suns team. I mean, the fact that they doubled down on Chris Paul being their leader in their point guard moving forward means that they had to be committed to this team trying to realize the expectations that you have when you have an aging superstar. So I I just think this is a situation where Phoenix had to go for it. They had to do something, right? You got CP3. You paid DeAndre Ayton a ton of money, even though you really didn't want to. You got Devin Booker, who's an all-star, all-NBA caliber player. You had to do something. And we heard grumblings about this this past summer that Phoenix was in on Kevin Durant. I'm assuming that the asking price that the Nets wanted was too high, but it got within the realm of reason for them. They didn't want to include Mikael Bridges. They ultimately folded and did that because you do have a new owner in Matt Ishbia who wants to make a splash. And this is the move that that signifies him putting his imprint on this organization. So I get all the reasons why Phoenix did it. And I'm not saying that they're wrong. As a matter of fact, I actually agree with it. But it is a dicey proposition, Carlin. I mean, without taking any risk, it's impossible to accomplish anything of consequence. So I understand them taking the risk. We'll just have to see how it plays out from here. I'm surprised that you're as um, unbothered by the possibility of Durant being hurt. I, I, I really am, and I know what you're talking about. Well, he's been in the playoffs and available the last two years. So, I, what do we, I, I mean, that's, I know, that's what I'm basing still, it off of. Playoffs or not, the injuries don't know when playoffs happen. You could argue that they have been fortunate than, that that's been the case the last couple of years, and he has been more injury-prone later in his career, and that's where I would put a lot of the focus there and the concern if I'm Phoenix. Now, 
it's a move that you had to make. I can't argue with that. Well, Kevin Durant wasn't going to stay in Brooklyn. It's like, a it was move only, that he you was had gonna, to make. He That's... was going to shoot him, shoot his way out of town, so Brooklyn had to trade him. And Phoenix said, well, if he's going to a team, why not let it be us? We have a chance to make a run this year, but we also have him for next year. And here's the deal, Carlin. KD has missed time in each of the last four seasons. All right, yeah. he has. You know, going back to him Including recovering from the Achilles. Yeah, yeah, going back to when he was recovering from the Achilles. But, again, you're not getting him for the regular season. You're getting him for the postseason. So if you want to put him in bubble, if you want to put him in bubble wrap until the playoffs kick off, then so be it. What you want Kevin Durant for is for the last five minutes of a game in the playoffs when defense gets a little tighter, a guy that can go out and get me a bucket outside of the structure of the offense and not have that dude always have to be Devin Booker. That's what Kevin Durant's role is going to be. Call me when he's there. Canty and Carlin on ESPN. He's been there the last two years. Stop it. I, I understand, but the problem comes that injuries don't know when the playoffs are. Greeny, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, We know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Green list, baby. We know all about the quarterbacks. The top five most important players that are not quarterbacks in Super Bowl 57. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $700 on average. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The Green List. All right, Canty, you've got the list. The top five most important players who are not Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes in Super Bowl 57. Number five. All right, Carlin, let's kick this thing off with guys on the defensive line because I am a defensive lineman. We're going to go with Frank Clark, the active leader in career postseason sacks. He's got two and a half sacks in the playoffs so far. you got to earn the right to rush the passer. But in those obvious situations against the Eagles in Super Bowl 57, 
He has to be one of the guys that gets home for the Kansas City Chiefs. If you're curious, Frank Clark, 200-1 to 1 for MVP, as many defensive players will be. Number four. A.J. Brown, Carlin. Mm. There was only one wide receiver in the National Football League that had more receiving touchdowns in the regular season than A.J. Brown. You couple that with the fact that the Kansas City Chiefs have given up the most passing touchdowns of any secondary in the National Football League in the regular season, and it feels like a recipe for A.J. Brown to have a big day. Also keep this in mind, the last time that Jalen Hurts faced a Steve Spagnola defense was in 2021, where he lit him up for 387 passing yards, two touchdowns, no picks. I got to believe that A.J. Brown will be on the receiving end of one of those touchdowns in Super Bowl 57. A.J. Brown can't be the fourth favorite now for MVP at 18-1. to Number well, three. He's fourth on my list, too. But who's number three on my list? That would be Chris Jones, Defensive Player of the Year finalist. He is second in the playoffs in pass rush pressures, Carlin. He's a guy that had a huge impact in the AFC Championship game, putting Joe Burrow under duress despite being constantly double-teamed, Carlin. And we saw that that pressure, that sack at the end of the game, really did a number in terms of Eliminating the Bengals' chances of being able to mount a comeback, Chris Jones is going to have to play a huge role in this game, being able to create interior pressure in passing situations, but also being able to hold up against the run, going up against one of the best offensive lines, if not the best offensive line in all of football. Number two, Hassan Reddick, the guy that leads the NFL in sacks in the playoffs this postseason. He's played in two games. He's got three and a half sacks, and he's knocked out two quarterbacks, Carlin. Brock Purdy got knocked out early on in that NFC Championship game. Later on, Josh Johnson got knocked out. Hassan Reddick is the culprit in that situation. Pat Mahomes comes into the game dealing with a high ankle sprain. They better make sure they got somebody to block number seven to keep him off of number 15. Uh, Carlin, this guy is a game wrecker, and might be the most important eagle on the defensive side of the ball, Carlin, in this matchup. He is 35-1, to 1, Canty. I like that value. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Number oh, yeah. one. Travis Kelsey. It has to be Travis Kelsey, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I mean, this is the number one option for Pat Mahomes throwing the football. Like, he's got the second most receiving touchdowns of anybody in all of football, like this is a situation where you know that he's going to be the go-to guy in a gotta-have-it situation for the Kansas City Chiefs. They're going to dial up plays for him, whether it's in the passing game, whether it's jet sweeps. They even put him under center in short yardage situations and goal line situations. They're going to find a way to get the ball into Travis Kelsey's hands because he's so dynamic as a pass catcher and as a ball carrier. I love the list. I love the list because in every way, I think you've got it covered with Kelsey being that number one. If you could bet on one of those guys, especially on the defensive side because it's so rare that you'd get a defensive MVP. We all know Aaron Donald should have been it last year. Who would you bet on? Mm. I'd probably I would, go Reddick. I would probably go with Frank Clark. Mm. Okay. And it seems strange, but Chris Jones is going to get a lot of attention. Frank Clark will have a lot of one-on-ones. And it'll, Frank, it'll have to be Frank Clark. And I would think if you're going to give it to a defensive uh, lineman, you can justify it a little bit more when they're going up against the offensive line, the best in football, we think. And that really would show what an incredible impact he had on the game, assuming that the Chiefs won. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. 
You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcasts. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.